Okay, let's begin. Okay, hello. Hello. I'm Melina. And I'm James. And welcome to Club de Club de Cuervos. Where we will be talking about uh, Season 1, Episode 9, Spanish Fever. And I'm pretty sure it's Episode 9? Isn't it Episode 9? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely Episode 9. Yay. I wrote it down. Great. Speaking of writing things down, I wrote notes. Great. What? Well, first, what did you think of this episode? Um, everybody had a terrible night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was an entertaining episode. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Tony had a fine time. Who's that? Tony. He's the youngest oh, yes. member of the team. <laughs> we didn't see much of Tony in this episode. Mm-hmm. We just got to see him mooning over Itor. Yes, that's true. So the uh, the quote at the beginning of the episode was, uh, "Mi heroes siempre fueron jugadores de fútbol," by Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. Uh, my heroes were always football players. Yes. And uh, so we start off with uh, the the the, the, uh, the Cuervos are playing. And uh, Itor is playing really well, and the team is winning. And Chava is ecstatic. And Felix looks like he's pretending to be happy for Chava's sake. And Isabel is like, clap, 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 but I'm frowning. Mm-hmm. He's dealing with the aftermath of her interview. Mm-hmm. In which she told just what she thought about Chava. Yes, you hear from a previous episode. <laughs> um, and uh, so then after after the game is over and they've won and they're in the locker room, Chava is is talking up Ayator and giving him all the credit for the win. And he's like, we won because of this guy. And, uh, and uh, then Chava's like, to the rest of the team, he's like, oh, well, you guys helped too. And Ayator says, actually, it was just me. And then he lets that go way too long. And he's like, yeah, seriously, it was just me. And then after way too long of a pause and everyone looks very uncomfortable, he's like, I'm just kidding, you guys. <laughs> yeah. um, and then uh, Isabel is waiting outside the locker room with her friend who wants to be introduced to Aitor. And uh, uh, Rafa comes up to Ayator in the locker room and he's like, hey, I'm, I'm Rafa, I used to play, and Ayator is very awkward, and you can see that he just wants to get away, and they, they both have an awkward moment. And then he does get away, yes. and, and Rafa turns around, he's gone. Yes, Rafa looks the other way, and when he looks back, he's like, oh, he, he ditched me. Um, and, uh, so, um, Moises tells Chava that he separated from Himena, and uh, uh, and Chava's like, "Oh, you're single now." And Moises says, "Well, hey, let's go out for beers." And um, then Ch- Chava makes excuses because uh, he's like, "Oh, no, I already have something planned. Sorry, I can't go." And 
places like really um, and then in the next scene you find out that Chava wants to go hang out with Ayator so he sends Hugo as go-between Hugo Sanchez yes he sends, sends Hugo Sanchez over to see if uh, Aitor is free for the night and so uh, uh, Hugo Sanchez goes over to um, to what's his name Fernando uh, Aitor's brand manager and he's awkwardly asking for you know is he says he's like Chava Chava's schedule is free he's like are you asking me a question and uh, Fernando has zero patience for Hugo um, and in the middle of this exchange, I, I, I missed this the first time through, but when I went back, I, I rewound and, and saw it again. And you just get this brief glimpse of Moises noticing this and leaving in disgust. Mm-hmm. And I really like, even though it was just a tiny scene, I really liked the way it was shot. Um, cause you see Moises go ah, and turn and walk away. And then right behind where he was standing is a, a, a poster of Moises on the wall looking sternly forward towards where uh, Hugo Chavez is. Hugo Sanchez! Hugo Sanchez! Hugo gonna, Chavez is not oh, in the show! I'm, I'm going to do that all night. <laughs> um, let's see. And, uh, um, and so... Um, yes, okay, so... Uh, Aitor is not free, and uh, and Hugo uh, and um, Fernando sends Hugo Sanchez off with rude comments, and uh, then Chava feels that it's rude that uh, Aitor was not available, and then and then uh, he says, "Okay, well then I'll then I'll go uh, I'll go tell uh, Moises that I'm available," and he thinks it's rude that Moises has left, and then he makes it clear he doesn't want to hang out with. Hugo, who else am I? Well, what else am I going to do tonight? And Hugo's like, huh? He can hang out with those two stupid friends whose names I don't know. Oh yes. Um, let's see. So then, uh, in the locker room, you see uh, Fernando tells Itor that he's going out of town. He's like, I got my tickets. Uh, I'll be back in a week or whatever. Um, oh, before that, I like that. Hugo Sanchez didn't get that uh, he couldn't tell Fernando that uh, Chava wasn't free because he just asked if Ayator was free because Chava wanted to hang out with him. And then Fernando said, no, Ayator's not free. And so then Hugo Sanchez said, oh, well, Chava's not free either. And he said, well, you just asked me if Ayator's free. (laughs) Yes. Okay, tell you with your next scene. Okay, so... um... So Fernando is leaving, and uh, and then uh, oh, so while Fernando and Itor are talking, um, Itor is changing, uh, and he's naked in this scene. And so across the room, Potro is just staring in dismay at Itor's gigantic dangling penis, and is crushed by the realization that he is no longer the team's unicorn. And, uh, so then we have a scene where, um, uh, Felix is criticizing Isabel for her interview. And, uh, yeah, he's saying, oh, you're no better than your brother. And, uh, 
she gets uh, rightly offended by this and uh, and leaves without letting him finish. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I when I saw her interview in the previous episode, I was like, yes, but I kind of knew that nobody was going to back her up on this. That she she was not. Uh, uh, she was not going to get the respect she deserved for saying this, saying how she felt openly. Mm-hmm. And so Felix is not backing her up; is criticizing her for it. And then in the very next, oh, and then oh, then you have the the intro credits. Um, and in the next scene, uh, Rafa is making breakfast uh, for Isabel. And uh, he's at first he's kind of talking up Aitor, the silver lining of having Aitor. Hey, he's he's doing pretty well. He's he's playing good. And uh, and then he starts criticizing Isabel for breaking the si- breaking the silence of the locker room. And uh, Is- Isabel kind of re- redirects the blame to the reporter, saying, "Oh, well, it's his job to get this information out of me." And then Rafa's like. You were kind of flirty with him, weren't you? And uh, she changes the subject. And um, and then Rafa kind of says uh, um, that uh, she has to get used to Chava being president because she's not going to be president anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And she um, looks very unhappy about that. Mm-hmm. Luckily, she does not go... What are you doing? Because <laughs> he's not doing anything now. He's just he, he, making breakfast. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he's just making a, a ginormous breakfast for the two of them, and he doesn't seem to have a, a plan for what he's going to do now that he's retired from football. He's still working his way through Breaking Bad. <laughs> I, uh, I guess so. I mean, I don't think that he needs to have a plan like immediately, but there doesn't. It, they don't even discuss. Well. Now that you're not a soccer player anymore, what would you like to do next? Because he's he's probably like forty, yeah, and he can live a lot a lot more time, and he's not doing anything with that time except gonna, watching. Is he going to do something with that pottery hobby? I mean, he could, but there's there's so much more that he could do, not necessarily just for monetary gain, but just to have something constructive to do with his time instead mm. of just criticizing Isabel for trying to trying to do what she can with the situation that she's been handed and not even saying, yeah, I get that uh, you're so much more qualified than your brother to run this organization. Maybe we could find another organization in which you could use these skills so that you wouldn't feel so, uh, so overlooked, especially mm-hmm. since... You you have you have an actual uh, business degree, whereas Chava went to some DJ school and yes. saw that that guy whose name I forgot with the Walter Bazaar. Walter Walter Bazaar. <laughs> like you could move anywhere else in Mexico or wherever else and do something instead of staying here and being miserable. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't say that. He said Chava's president. Here's some eggs. <laughs> Get used to it. Yes. Um, so then we have a short scene of um, practice, and uh, uh, Potro um, uh, Potro is playing badly at practice. 
he's like, uh, because he knows his penis is not the biggest, he can't kick the ball the best anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, Moises is looking disapprovingly at Itor, who's showing off for the press, and there's a big crowd of press there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then meanwhile, Chava is bouncing super dumb ideas off of his two stooges, that we don't know the names of, and uh, Felix arrives and is annoyed that Chava wants to rename the stadium after Itor. And uh, uh, Chava's like, well, we've got to milk this sacred cow as long as we can. And Itor says, or, and then uh, Felix says, Itor is a bull, not a cow. Um, and then right in the middle of the meeting, uh, Chava takes a call and kind of interrupts mid-conversation, and the call is his cousin, Juan Pablo, and he wants Aitor to come to his charity gala as guest of honor. And, uh, and, uh, uh, Chava says, oh yeah, I'll, 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 I'll put, I'll, I'll ask him about it, but I get to introduce him. And, uh, and then, uh, Hugo and Chava have a debate over how they're going to invite Itor, you know, meet, leave a note on his locker, mm-hmm. and uh, Felix, uh, still irritated that he's been uh, interrupted by this phone call, he walks out and says, it's time for a, time for a siesta. Um, but that's what they do in Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, and then back at practice, uh, Potro comes up to the reporters and he flirts with an attractive reporter and then he conceals his uh, offense at um, when she just wants to ask questions about Itor um, and uh, then she asks well, uh, what's it like playing with uh, such a great player <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like it's all I ever dreamed of um and so Chava arrives on the field, and he's he's awkwardly inviting. I, there's a lot of awkwardness in this episode. Awkwardly invites Itor to the gala, and at first uh, Itor's like, "Oh, I don't know." Fernando tells me where to be. He's not here right now. Um, and Chava's like, "Well, there's this gala. You want to come?" And Itor's like, "Yeah, sure. I love the girls at these foundations." So he apparently has an idea in mind of what this is going to be like. And uh, meanwhile, uh, some of the other players are watching, and Tony is mooning over Itor, saying, He's a god! And Moises says, There's no gods in football. Um, and then Mary Luz is helping Chava get ready for the gala. And he's like, Is it okay that I go out? Because you're... You know, gesturing towards her being <laughs> pregnant. And she's like, of course, of course. And he says, like, I don't want to abandon you. And she's like, oh, no, I, I have you. The two of us have you. And they have a kind of a weird little moment there. And uh, then, you know, he go to, as he's running down the stairs uh, to go uh, get in the car, he's like, remember to play Walter Bazaar's recordings for the baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what, that's what the... Uh, that's what the fetus needs. Mm-mm. It's Walter Bazaar. Mm. Um, and then uh, as as he's leaving, Chava tries to kiss Mary Luz, and she flinches back. And then he turns it into a hug and a high five and goes off like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. 
and she is left with a expression of bewilderment on her face. Um, and uh, so then they get to the gala, and Juan Pablo's gala is decorated with large before and after pictures of his patients. Project Smile? Yes, Project Smile, yes. And uh, and Rafa and Isabel are there, and Rafa's telling Isabel not to drink too much. And uh, Aitor and Chava walk in, and Aitor walks in with, Good evening, my dear hair lips! And uh, Isabel and Chava are both irritated to see that the other one is present. And, uh, like, Rafa raises his hand to invite them over to their table, and Isabel slaps his <laughs> hand down. He's like, what are you doing? Um, and uh, then when shaking hands with Juan Pablo, Aitor becomes mesmerized by one of the before photos of one of his patients, and he demands to buy it as if it's an art show. And uh, Juan Pablo's like, what, what? Uh, and then... Uh, Aitor tries to make Juan Pablo fetch him a drink, and uh, then when Juan Pablo calls over a waiter instead, uh, Aitor puts his hands all over the waiter's face and uh, asks Juan Pablo to do a, f a photo of him when he's flipping off the camera. So he's not on his best behavior at this party. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's as if he doesn't know how to conduct himself in public. Yes, and this is where this in this episode we learn what uh, Fernando's function is because that was really vague earlier. We knew that he was following him around, and we knew that he was like his assistant or something, and we knew that he called himself a brand manager. But now it seems like he's he's there to uh, keep Ayatora on a leash and keep him from getting into too much trouble. Well, he's a handler, so yeah. so I'm sure that um, as his manager, he he manages uh, not only his schedule and his uh, his his needs, but manages. Because uh, not everybody is good at everything, mm -hmm. and especially if you have been a good at something that people value or place a uh, high monetary value on, you don't necessarily uh, have the same expectations put on you to be a decent human being, so you don't learn how to function in the world as a normal person. Yes. And if you if you don't have someone managing you, he's very, he's very much like Justin Bieber, <laughs> except that he has an actual talent. <laughs> I, 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 I really don't know what what Justin is doing at the moment. I mean, he has music, but... Oh my gosh! But it, lots it, of people have music. <laughs> yeah, lots of people have music. Not lots of people can can kick a soccer ball into a goal. I mean, I definitely don't think Justin has that type of coordination, considering he can't dance. But Ayator has that same sort of going through the world, and it would have it would have started earlier than Justin Bieber because it's because. Uh, Outside of the United States, soccer is such a big thing that people are scouted so young. Yeah. Um, and no one's really scouting. No one's really scouting for for little boys who have singing ability <laughs> and floppy hair. But I would imagine at a young age, Ayator was was good looking enough and had enough soccer skill 
that people just were like, okay, let's just put him in soccer and not teach him anything else about anything. <laughs> how to not be an ass in public. Yeah, I don't even, I, I doubt he even knows exactly how to count his money. Because mm-hmm. he just went, he just went into that, that drug store of the Chava and was like, oh, here's some oh, drugs. Oh, yeah, that scene. So we'll not, get to that. We're not there yet. But, but it is, it is, it is becoming more apparent that he is, he is not so much a, a Tom Hanks figure as he is, uh, more of a, uh, I guess a, a Johnny Depp figure that as he, as he grew in Both of those stature, reference went right over well, my well, head. Well, Tom Hanks <laughs> said that, that he, as, as, if I can recall correctly, Tom Hanks said that he thought that fame didn't make people, uh, worse. It just enhanced the quality of who they actually are. And Tom Hanks still seems to be a nice enough fellow. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he does, but he doesn't, he doesn't seem to get into that much trouble. I thought you were going to tell me a story about Tom Hanks's cocaine orgy binges. <laughs> well, I don't know about those alleged things that you mentioned. So it does, so Tom Hanks doesn't seem to get in like that much trouble. It's like, oh yeah, I'm making another movie now I'm here with my kids and the kids are a little questionable. But it seems like uh, he was a nice guy before. He grew into fame, and and he kept being the same person. Whereas Johnny Depp has has uh, as he has grown from a notable actor to a huge celebrity, uh, people probably didn't know stuff about him before, and now more stuff is coming out. And it's like, oh, that's probably who he always was. But back in the 80s, it was like, oh, Johnny Depp, he's one of those actor guys. Now it's like, Johnny Depp, he's the king of the world. Uh-oh. <laughs> so and so similarly with Ayator, uh, he there was probably no need for him to learn any of any of the concepts of how to behave at a... He had someone to do that for him. Yeah, he had now, someone to behave on his behalf. And now mm-hmm. Fernando's not there to be like, shh, <laughs> just be quiet. So he's out in the wild all by himself. I don't know what happened to Fernando. Maybe it was night off. I, I would imagine that he would have like a, a backup manager to be like, okay, you're going with Ayator to this thing because this is a prominent person. Or this is a prominent event hosted by a prominent person in Mexico. Maybe someone needs to be with him. But no, he's just out there by himself doing nonsense. And I'm sure <laughs> Fernando is very aware. I mean, we're going to learn how aware Fernando is of Ayator later. Uh-huh. But we don't know that right now. So let's go to the next scene. Okay. Um, all right. So meanwhile, Potro and Moises are out at a nightclub. And Potro chides Moises for mentioning his divorce in front of the girls. And uh, Moises doesn't seem to want to go home with the girls. He says, he's like, I'm still legally married. And uh, Potro talks him out of leaving. He's like, you know, don't leave. Don't leave. Stay here. You know, be my wingman. Which causes me to wonder, where is his son? Because Jimena left, and she she said, I'm going to go and be with some, I'm going to go somewhere, bye-bye. But they didn't say, and my son's staying here in oh, school. Yeah. But Moises is just out and about on t- in the town. I sure hope she took her son. And the, the son is, is a teenager, but he's not that old. Yeah, he was a young teenager. Mm-hmm. Oh. 
Alright, so... Oh, we have some stuff going on outside. Hmm. Shouting. Alright. Maybe it's Ayatollah. He heard about our podcast. He's a fictional character. Lock the doors. Um, Alright, so... Um, and then at the party, um, Isabel and Shava happen to end up side by side alone. Uh, at the bar, and um, uh, Rafa was, had been in, standing in between them, and he gets pulled off to go uh, take a photo with a fan, and realizes that there's no one standing in between them anymore. And uh, so Chavez berates Isabel for the interview, and he won't accept her apology, and the argument escalates fast, and Chava makes it about having balls. And uh, Chava keeps it keeps escalating and keeps making a bigger and bigger scene, and um, and Isabel is getting angry too, and she lets slip, "You're not even my dad's legitimate son," and uh, Chava reacts strongly to that and gets even uglier, and then you see Ch uh, Rafa has re returned and he's watching from a distance. He's like upset, but he he doesn't want to get up there in between them. Um, and Shava insults Isabel's mother, and he mentions Mary Lou's, and he's mocking and provoking Isabel, and Isabel slaps his cheek. Well, because he was, he's telling her that, that, uh, she's not ever going to get over the fact that her, her, uh, their father left her mother to be with his mother, and that, uh, no one, she doesn't want anybody else to, uh, share his love, and, uh, and it seems like he's, he's, uh, lashing out at her because mm -hmm. he didn't, he doesn't feel like Isabel supports him. Yeah. Oh, and he says something about, oh, you know, he, your daddy's dead now, he's not there mm -hmm. to, to come take care of you. Mm -hmm. And, and so she's... She slaps him, and then he hauls off and slaps her back much harder. And then they fall down having a uh, a scratching cat fight. And they 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 uh, bat at each other, but keep their heads back so that they're so that they're not they they don't have that much good leverage against yes. each other. But they both fall down. Well, I this this type of fight I describe as a hamster fight. When I was a kid, I had two hamsters in the same cage, and they would fight. They'd get up close to each other, and they'd rear up on their tiny little hind legs, and they'd have their short, stubby little legs going slap, 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 while they both leaned their heads back so that they couldn't bite each other. Mm -hmm. That's what it looked like. Um, they fight, and then I expected to see Rafa run in, but you get a scene of weirdly... Rafa and um, and uh, Juan Pablo are both holding back Aitor because he wants to jump in. No, it's him holding them back because he wants to see how the, the fight will uh, play out. Are you sure? Because I rewound that one a couple times. It looked like they were both holding back Aitor. Well, let's stop the podcast and check. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh. Okay, we've reviewed the tape, and Milena was correct. <laughs> mm -hmm. he, 
Aitor was holding up both arms and blocking them from running past him. I had thought that they were grabbing his arms and trying to hold him back. Who's they? Uh, Rafa and Juan Pablo. Mm-hmm. That they event- that Rafa and Juan Pablo eventually get to uh, Chava and Isabel, and Isabel uh, Rafa takes Isabel away, and uh, Juan Pablo takes Chava away. And I towards dances around with with creepy glee. Uh, yes, and eventually Iator and Chava walk out together. Yes, so Rafa and Isabel hurry off, and then Iator grabs Iator uh, grabs Chava and a crowd of Foundation girls and drags them out to get a room and party like a team. And Juan Pablo is not amused. His <laughs> family ruined his event. And then Ayator just wanted to to keep the chaos going. Yes. Um, so then Ayator and Chava invade a drugstore. And Ayator bouncing around and he convinces Chava to snort a whole bunch of aspirin right there on the checkout counter. And uh, the checker seems nonplussed. He seems just, confused yeah. as to who these people are and why they're there. Standing there staring at them. Like, I'm, I'm being robbed. I don't know what's going on. So, um, then they uh, head off to an orgy, and uh, uh, at the orgy, Ayator has set up the big before photo of Juan Pablo's patient at the end of his at the end of the the bed and um, uh, Chava and one of the girls is in another room and and Aitor calls and invites Chava he's like come in here come in here and Chava's like I'm good over here but the girl says oh let's go in with let's go in there with Aitor and uh, so when Aitor goes in he sees everybody in there and he sees the big painting that uh the, the big uh, before photo that Aitor is staring at, and he seems pretty creeped out, and he excuses himself to the bathroom. Now this is Chava. Yes, Chava excuses himself to the bathroom, and uh, while he's there in the bathroom, then Aitor joins him and uses the same urinal simultaneously and wants to help him with that. Um, and Chava does not want his penis touched and gets very upset. Meanwhile, um, Potro and Moises have taken the girls home, um, but when they're, when uh, Potro is in the middle of sex, the, uh, the girl mentions to Potro that she's been with Aitor before, and suddenly he can't get it up anymore, and he's, his, his night has been ruined. Oh, well. Yes, and uh, so then back at, uh, back with Chava and Aitor, uh, still very high. Uh, Chava is leaving the, the hotel or wherever they're at, and Aitor is following him. And they get into the into the uh, the elevator, and they're leaving. And uh, and uh, and Chava says, "Oh, you're gay," and Aitor says, "I'm not gay," and he says, "Oh, you're bisexual." And he's like, "I'm not bisexual." Well then, what are you? You're not straight. And uh, and Aitor says, "I'm pansexual. I like everything." 
and Chava admonishes Aitor to grab zero dicks in Nuevo Toledo. Zero. And so then the ending and you you see scenes of Aitor kind of sinking in underwater in a bath like he's very upset having been told he has to grab zero dicks and maybe also being upset by being rejected by uh by chava and you see potro looking upset about how his night went moises looking upset and maybe guilty about how his night went everybody's having a bad night Mm -hmm. um and then it finishes off with potro it's not clear if he's dreaming or remembering being uh in practice and trying to kick a goal in practice and every time he kicks the ball bounces off the top bar with a distinct ping that was what kind of made me think it was a dream it's like it does it does it four or five or five three or four times i uh, can't can't make the goal and it bounces off the top I thought that was real that they were at practice. It might have been. I mean, it, it might have been, but just the way the way it happened over and over, right after you saw the scene of him falling asleep, made me wonder if it was a dream. Um, and that's the end of the episode. Okay. So, what did you think of this episode? It was interesting. Um, uh, this show continues to provide new and uh, new and unique messes for everybody to get into. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next. I'm looking forward to seeing how this can snowball. Mm-hmm. And who was your most valuable player? Um, that's hard in this episode. Um. Uh, I mean, I, I, I appreciate uh, Fernando more now, seeing what happens when he's gone. <laughs> um, uh, and, uh, well, I don't know. I, I had a hard, I, I was thinking for a while about most valuable player and least valuable player and having a hard time uh, coming up with any coherent answer to either of those. What about you? Mm-hmm. The most valuable player is Freddie Pausini, their coach, because he's keeping the team together <laughs> despite the nonsense that he has had to put up with from Chava. Yeah, we only got one or two scenes of him in this, but he was whole, definitely holding it together. It was your least valuable player? Oh, maybe Rafa, because he he was not... He was not backing his wife up. He was berating her at breakfast. Lovely eggs don't make up for that. And uh, I was surprised he didn't rush in sooner to break up the fight. Uh, What about you? And this episode, my least valuable player is Fernando. Because he needs to recognize if he's going to take a a day off, he needs to have... uh, uh, substitute or uh, um, or a temp yeah. in his place. And I don't think it was just a day off. I mean, I think, I don't remember his exact words, but he implied he was flying back to Spain. That's far. Yeah. <laughs> he needs to have an assistant or a, a partner 
and his management company come a, in and a take backup care. leash holder because because clearly as we we will see uh, he really needs to protect his investment better <laughs> than just being like, I'm going to Spain, take care of yourself as if you were an adult, even we know oh, we know you're not, Ayator. Yes, and he should know better than anyone. Oh my gosh, yes. So, do your job, Fernando. <laughs> yes. It's, it's I mean, that woman could have been like, uh, this fool at, at the pharmacy... Like he is a video camera. What is he doing in this pharmacy? Just to yeah, that should that should have been on video. Yeah, it should. There, there's probably surveillance cameras that would have would have uh, provided footage for her to uh, to sell to TV. You know, TCS. I think that's what that yeah. thing is called. Because yeah, that would have sold for a lot of money. And been like, yeah, this is him in Mexico specifically doing this now. Chapel, what up? <laughs> yes. So, what are you looking forward to in future episodes? Um, I still want to see the other shoe drop with uh, what's his name, the the agent with the knives and the ninja stars. Oh. Um, I don't know if I'm going to get that next episode or if I'm going to have to wait. I'll look and see. I think that 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 starts happening in the next episode. Ah, uh, okay. Let me see. What else are you looking forward to as I look it up? I don't know. Um, more stuff. This show has been good at surprising me, so I'm not trying too hard to anticipate. Going. I'm going with the flow, and I'm liking where it's taking mm-hmm. What about uh, Mary Luce? Mary Luce. Oh, yes. Well, she's she's due soon, isn't she? Yes, she is. I. She. It seems like she's. I mean, it seems like she's due any minute. But that feels like a uh, season finale kind of thing. <laughs> it's it's LSAO. LSAO. Yes, that's that's Ninja Star Man. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we will see. Yes, we will. So thank you for listening to Club to Club to Cuervos. And we will eventually do the next episode, which is something about staying your course. I don't remember what the next episode (laughs) is called. It's supposedly episode 10, so we'll watch that and tell you about it. All right, good night. Bye-bye.